Denise Lynch here coming to you from the heart of the Galisteo Village in New Mexico. I'm here at Quartermill Gallery, the physical home of Radio Free Galisteo. My late mother, Priscilla Hoback, also known affectionately as the queen of all mediums, left behind several collectible pieces of her artwork, including some short stories and a book about her beloved Galisteo. Today I'm reading a selection from that book entitled Coyote and the Conundrum. Early in the 19th century, traditional Spanish land grants changed ownership and became the property of a few wealthy Anglo ranchers. Suffering from years of drought and overgrazing, the desert remained unchanged. The new owners built a few houses that were nestled into the caprock overlooking the village. There was a sweeping view of the village and of the desert below. This sun-drenched land was not much use to the new owners. It became the perfect kingdom for Coyote. The desert teases the eye to reach for the horizon. Its rhythm undulates like that of dust devils, rattlesnakes, tumbleweeds, and erosion. This is the desert that greeted the first human who stood before it and trembled at its enormity. Possessing large stretches of high desert extracts a special price on those who would control it. Today we are not concerned with them. Today we are standing at the edge of the village where the high desert begins. This is where the tug of war between civilization and the untouched desert is strongest. The ancient riptide rushes in. It is hungry to consume all traces of civilization. Try as it does, it cannot erase the foothold the people of Galisteo Village have made. Edges are softening, giving way to new growth, to change. One of these ranches has been turned into a subdivision, Ranchitas del Galisteo. Sixty or so ten-acre ranchettes are platted and designed to sell quickly. Some of the new owners are locals who plan to live here. Others are second-home owners who will be here for vacations. Quite a few are out-of-town real estate investors who have never seen this property but hope it will bring them profit. Gentrification has begun. Electrical lines, phone lines, water lines, as well as street signs and designated intersections with four-way stop signs are platted on a well-organized grid. This grid is placed on top of the typo map that shows rocky arroyos and steep hills. Two major arroyos and many sandstone cliffs make up the primal beauty here. First and second raven live in the basin with coyote. They roost in the barn on the edge of town. They care little about the subdivision. Soon the lots will be sold and there will be more people living here. The ravens will find a way to make more mischief. Coyote is on his morning stroll through the new subdivision, checking the compost piles belonging to the new houses and overturning several garbage cans. He seeks an easy breakfast of leftovers or mice. The ravens follow closely and hope for leftovers. Mike is an early riser. He watches Kyle from his portal, and he thinks, This primal view is untouched and unspoiled by humans. There are no other houses in sight. It is quiet, and I have found a place where I can live and breathe air that is pure and fresh. There are not many places like this left. We are so lucky to have found paradise. Then he hurries to dress. This morning he must go to Santa Fe and visit the doctor. His breathing is not good. Still it is eased by the pure desert air. He will not stay in Santa Fe long. The quiet morning is interrupted by the beeping of a large truck half a block down the road. It sounds like it's right in front of his neighbor's home. Already in his car, Mike decides to check it out. There in the middle of the road, this dump truck has unloaded several tons of recycled asphalt. Another truck stands by, ready to smooth the asphalt into pavement. 
Wait just a minute, Mike says, already coughing from the asphalt in the air. <laughs> just what do you think you're doing? We're going to pave your dirt roads here in the subdivision, answers the friendly and polite driver. We dig up old asphalt and grind it so we can use it again. Rather than pay to dump it in the expensive hazardous waste deposit, we get rid of it by paving dirt roads in small villages around Santa Fe. Pecos Village was pleased when we paved many of their dirt roads. Now it's Galisteo's turn. The county roads get paved for free, and it's saved the dumping cost. Everybody wins. Except this asphalt is toxic now that it has been ground up and reheated again, thinks Mike, who then asks, On whose authority are you doing this, spreading this toxic material on our roads and in front of our homes? This is where we walk and bike and ride horses. We live here because we love the open desert and the rural life. It is pure. You're spreading poison. Do you know that? Please stop. Several other residents have gathered to complain and help send the trucks away. Another neighbor drives by in his most elegant car. Hey, neighbors, not so fast, he says. Have you thought about the benefits pavement will bring? The current real estate market is very competitive. Our lots will be more valuable. They will attract more buyers if the roads are paved. Let's move into the 21st century where there are good roads and very little dust. What dust, Coyote thinks. Dust comes from the wind like fresh air and sweet dreams. There is so little traffic on these back roads. Do people really want drivers and sports cars cavorting around the curves and flying down the roller coaster road as it drops into the desert? Let's take a vote, Mike suggests. After most of the absent owners are contacted, paving is favored by four votes. This cannot be right, Mike thinks. The vote is contested. He goes to the courthouse to find the names and addresses of the absentee owners. Most have never been to Galisteo and said they did not vote. Votes are recounted. Arguments continue. Coyote and his young friend, one of last year's pups, watch the neighbors with interest. Coyote shows the pup the newly paved strip of road just as a car speeds by. It swerves and clips the pup. He lies still, the first casualty of the improved road. Coyote hides and watches with a certain ferocious attention. Two locals gently lift the pup into the bed of the truck. They plan to bury him far out by the clay mine. As they pave more roads, there will be more loss, thinks Coyote sadly. I can move deeper into the desert with those who want to live like their ancestors did. They follow the old ways and love nature. Like me, not everybody wants modern improvements. If they do, why not move to town? Coyote thinks, I will never be domesticated. No man needs to feed me like these barking sheepdogs they keep as pets. I go where I please. I can live in town or in the remotest desert. But which one? Both, he answers to himself. He looks at the new pavement on the road and begins to sing his song of farewell. My song goes to the moon and the dog star Sirius and the hunter Orion. My song is for my friend the pup. It will help him find his way into his next incarnation. I will sing another song of farewell. First Raven watches and comments to Second Raven. There is tension between the past and the future, between the wilderness and civilization. Man spreads over the land and changes it. Even this wild desert has given way and become a village where man lives. Those in need of wilderness must draw farther away. The overlapping land is pulled in two directions and becomes uneasy. Coyote thinks, I have always been able to cross into both worlds. I love the quiet world where dragonflies float around the desert springs, and I love the world where Maria makes red chili enchiladas for me. All day long, a dust plume follows the road grader as it bites into the desert. Its blade leaves a long scar. 
One of the first lots sold was to a man from Chicago. He knew this was a powerful place full of juju, as the locals told him. There were sacred glyphs carved on the rocks that form a natural amphitheater. Above these rocks, a thermal of strong wind twists into a dust devil. Above, the vultures circle and play most of the day. A medicine wheel made of large boulders stands where the new dream house is to be built. The new owner hires a local water witch. Soon enough, the witch reports, I did not find water, but there are plenty of other things. Spirits, ghosts, and ancestors all showed up. This is probably not the most restful place to build your new house. Try another location, he recommended. The man from Chicago had made up his mind, and his heart was set. The large house was built, the guest house was built, even a beautiful art studio was built. As for the water, as predicted, trouble ensued. Eventually, the man from Chicago sold his property and moved away. This sacred place was home to another empty house. It joined the troubled land suspended between the past and future. The Ranchita's subdivision is governed by a neighborhood association that controls the new water system, as well as building and lifestyles. It is always best to check with them first. Mike is a little surprised to find that he's stirred up trouble. Some neighbor must resent him. They've called the county inspector who cites him for the pile of topsoil in his driveway. He is using this soil to build a new garden for his wife. Is that against regulations? Move it? Where? Off the subdivision, answers the inspector. Well, what about the garden? How much water are you planning to use? You know that subdivision water is metered. Mike answers, I have a permit. After checking the permit, they find all information, including the county seal, has been carefully wiped away. Mike goes back to the Santa Fe Courthouse to reapply for another building permit, hopefully one that allows for a pile of topsoil. Coyote sits on the edge of the desert and thinks about his conundrum. The ravens soar playfully in the thermos above him. Coyote thinks about past time and future time and wanders into the space between them. He had learned from the Great Spirit, everything ends unless you stay in the middle. Strangers came to settle here. Like most newcomers, they wanted to be the last ones to move here. They say, we love it quaint, change nothing. Then they set about remodeling everything. Adobe homes, locked mailboxes, new internet connections, a brand new fire truck, and now paved roads. Ready or not, they brought the changes that came. They moved into Galisteo's future. Second Raven reminds Coyote, it is the nature of the future to overtake the past. The past is a memory or a heart space where the soul can dwell. Coyote answers, that is a hard truth you tell and not one I agree with. My desert is much more than a memory. It belongs to me. The Great Spirit gave it to me. It is mine. Then, answer First Raven as he lowers his head, you, Coyote, are the luckiest of all the Great Spirit's creatures. Coyote turns to go into the desert. His mind is now at ease. He is no longer inserted in human arguments. I have seen them come, and I have seen them go, he thinks. Present time is where I live. Desert clay turns to dust when the wind rises it up higher than any man's imagination. I am Coyote, and I have solved the conundrum. Radio Free Galisteo is listener-supported. If you go to www.radiofreegalisteo.com, 
you can find our Patreon support button. Click it and become an active supporter of this podcast.